Good morning, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and good morning to those in the world that are not of Christ. Today, I want to talk about Jehovah's Witnesses. Are they Christians? No, they are not. They are completely and utterly deceived. They're a cult, and they should be renamed as Jehovah's, sorry, Satan's Witnesses, not Jehovah's Witnesses, Satan's Witnesses. Because they do the one thing that is an abomination to God, and that's to denounce Jesus as God, to say that he is just flesh, that basically he is just a man, then I'll tell you, Jehovah's Witness, explain to me John 2.19. Go and read John 2.19 when Jesus said, destroy this temple and I will raise it in three days. Explain that, because every single one of you that I've met on the street, not one of you has answered that question. And you mumble and jumble in your mouth, and then you come up with some other scripture to take me off that subject or off that, um, that verse to get to take me away from the fact that Jesus is God. Now, if you were walking with God, and you actually were born again, which, by the way, John 3, 5, you don't accept again. Um, you don't accept that. This is an order from Jesus. This is what Jesus is telling you in John, in John 3, 5. He's telling you, if you're not born again of water and spirit, you will not enter the kingdom of God. That means you won't go to heaven. You'll go to hell when you're dead. So there's so many things that you are in huge error of like so many different denominations out there. There are thousands of them, and they're in complete and utter error. But this is the book of 2 Thessalonians 2, when God says, I'll add a delusion to these people. I'll add more of a confusion to them, because their hearts are not for me. You know, it's like Pharaoh, when Pharaoh was, um, when Pharaoh was in charge of the Hebrews, and Moses came to get the Hebrews out. And basically, Moses obviously threatened him. He said, if you don't release my people, X, Y, and Z will happen. In the end... God actually hardened Pharaoh's heart for him even more because he knew he couldn't be saved and he was a wicked, evil person. That's the same with Jehovah's. They, they're a cult and they're following Satan. Their book, The Watchtower Bible, is handwritten by Satan and with his signature at the end, um, which is it's not funny because it's the truth. When you meet these people, they are so of the world. They act like those out there in the world. They're two-faced, they're false, they're fake. There's no evidence of them being a Christian whatsoever. It's horrible. You're just talking to someone lost in the world, or you're, you know, you're talking to some of the Catholics or the, the religious people in this world that they think their works are going to get them saved. But then they'll turn around to the book of James when it says, that, what about the works in the faith? Yes, your works in the faith are rewards in heaven. But your works in the faith are not a substitute for genuine repentance. You must repent. 1 John 1, 9, if we openly confess our sins, Jesus is willing to forgive us. So we must repent when we do something wrong. We, we, the old man pops out and swears at somebody or gets upset with somebody, you know, and you say something you regret. You say, Father, I'm sorry for what I've just said in the name of Jesus, and he'll forgive you. If you've fallen into the temptation of masturbation or you fall into the temptation of having sex with someone that you like, and you want to marry her, but you've both fallen into sex. Let's get something straight. Do not feel condemned. That's, sat that's Satan's job to do that. He's, he's, he's already promoted so much of that in the world. Hence the Jehovah's Witnesses. More like Satan's Witnesses. That he's, he wants to get you in guilt. Now if you're walking with the Lord. If you're walking with Jesus. And you're following him. And you're born again. Trust me. You will know in your spirit that you are born again. You will know that you're not to feel guilty. And you are to know that you are saved in him, that you are being sanctified. He says in the book of Matthew, if you endure to the end, you will be saved. 
So even though you're saved in Jesus, you're going through sanctification. You can walk away from the Lord and the Lord can spit you out. You know, he says that if you're lukewarm, he vomits you out. If you're hot or you're cold, he can work with you. But if you're lukewarm Christian, he'll vomit you out. Off you go. Got no time for you. Hebrews 6 and Hebrews 10.26 talks about those Christians that have walked away from the faith that were, were Christians. They were servants. It's like the five to five two and one talent servant that Jesus talks about. Google that. In um, I can't remember what book it's in, but it's a five, two and one talent servant. Right? The five went and made more, the two went and made more. Number one, what did he do? He buried it, it was wicked, he was lazy. And God said, Jesus said, depart from me, for I never knew you. One of the biggest ones that jumped out to me when I was looking into this about the Jehovah's um, rejected Jesus as God is John 15, verses 18 to 19. I'll read, I'll read it to you. I'm not going to read all of them, but I'll read this to you. Bear with me. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, and the world would love you as its own. Yet, because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. So Jesus chose you out of the world, right? So tell me this then, Jehovah. Tell me this, Jehovah's Witness. If Jesus isn't God, how did he choose anyone? How did Jesus choose anybody, right? Tell me that, please. Tell me how a man's going to raise his own body in three days. He can't, because he's just flesh, isn't he? You see, this is the biggest problem of all of you. You're very, very deceived. So now I'm going to read <clears throat> scriptures that I want you to chase out for yourself. There's quite a lot. I'm not going to spend lots of time on this, probably hopefully about no more than 30 minutes. But if you're a Jehovah that's listening to this, it's probably worth you listening to the scriptures I give you. And ask the Lord to show you the truth. Because if you don't, the devil's just going to lead you down to the path of hell. And by the way, I've got news for you. Jesus talked about hell a lot. He talked about Gehenna, which basically in them days, Gehenna was a pit in Jerusalem. <coughs> that basically was horrendously wicked. Um, so not wicked, it was a pit basically where they threw all the rubbish, dead bodies, all the disgusting things were down there burning. And Jesus said to his disciples, if you want to know what hell is like, go to the bottom of Gehenna. That's a taste of what hell is like. So hell does exist. I've got news for you. There's heaven and there's hell. The wicked people, which by the way you guys are part of, the wicked people, all the liars, blasphemers, colonists, fornicators, pedophiles, rapists, mass murderers, gen uh, genocide acts, whatever you want to call yourself, all these people, especially liars, if you don't repent of your sins, you're going to go to hell. None of these people, and then categories I mentioned, and many more, you are not going to heaven. You must be born again. You must give your life. You must surrender yourself to Jesus. It's Jesus you answer to. You don't answer to anyone else. That's why the Father sent the Son to do his work, because the Son is God. He came from God. He is God. That's John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Jesus is the Word. Every Christian on the planet knows that. Jesus is the Word. So the whole Bible is Jesus. And if you, were, if you read that and you knew that, you'll see that Jesus is God. So you will answer to him. The thing is, you'll die, you go to hell to be held. And then when, when you get called to the great white throne judgment, you get judged by Jesus. All your scumbag works gets pulled out and you uh, basically get humiliated and thrown into hell. So there's no forgiveness in front of him. 
but for the righteous in Jesus who are born again, who are following him, clothed in the garments of righteousness, i.e. me, other brothers that I know, who are walking and honouring him, we will go straight to heaven. Guaranteed. Bible points to that, left, right and centre. The Bible points to there are <coughs> heaven and hell. Eternal life, etc, etc. Okay, so I'm just going to start with number one. So I've picked the first ten of what they believe. I think there's 20 in total, or a few more of that. Um, but I've only picked the first ten, which I think are the most irrelevant at the moment. So number one is they reject the Holy Trinity. Okay. If you, I'm going to read this out slowly. I'm not going to repeat myself. So I want you to get a pen and paper and write these down. Number one, they reject the Holy Trinity. Genesis 1, 26. John 1, 1. John 15. Matthew 28, verse 19. 2 Corinthians 13. 1 Peter 1 verse 2, Revelation 1 verse 4 to 5. Now, the thing is, I've been saved now nearly four and a half, I've come up to five years I've been saved. In that time I've had visions, I've had dreams, you know, incredible stuff, absolutely incredible stuff. And by the way, the Bible backs up all that, John 2, 9, no sorry, Acts 2, 17, Joel 2, 28 backs up my visions and my dreams and so on. <clears throat> when you look at John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. There you go, Jesus is the Word, right? So he's in the beginning with the Father. Genesis 1, 26, the Father said, let's make them in our image. Who is he talking to? He's not talking to himself, is he? He's not talking to the angels. He's talking to his Son and the Spirit. Very clear stuff when you see it. But you Jehovah's, completely not lead the seed. Number two, they don't accept John 3, 5. Okay, so Jesus is commanding you to do this, and it must be done. Because you must be baptised in water, so the Holy Spirit can enter you, and start a process of sanctification. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. Acts 26, verse 18. Colossians 2, verse 11. Colossians 3 verse 1, Ephesians 1 verse 13. I forgot, by the way, you guys can pause and then carry on, can't you? So I don't have to pause and uh, you know, wait for you guys to catch up right. So I could read off so many more, but like I said, I don't want to focus entirely on this. You know, the bottom line is this. If you are a person, a human being, and you are following Jesus, you will find the truth. But if God knows your wicked heart, He'll just let you walk off into these false denominations like Jehovah's Witnesses and all the many others because he knows your heart is not for him. Okay, so number three. They don't believe Jesus rose from the dead, but only the Father rose his spirit. Okay, here we go again. John 1.1. 1, 1. John 2.19. Now, foot here, and not to believe that this is the end of your eternal punishment because you don't accept the word of God is Jesus even though John 1.1 proclaims it. John 1.1 is one of the biggest ones, like John 15. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. So either John in the, the John himself, the Apostle, is a liar, or you guys are that deceived. You just can't see it. It's just blatantly right there. This is why I'm not going to waste that much time on this. Uh, number four, the end of the world is coming soon. Well, 
once again, the Jehovah's Witnesses are deceived, because only the Father knows the day and the hour, Matthew 24, verse 36, Mark 13, verse 32, and 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 3. Once again, because he is so deceived, you don't know the time and the hour. It's like the seven-day Adventists. They proclaimed back 200 years ago in the 1800s that Jesus would return on this time and this date. Um, I think it was in the 1800s, uh, they, the guy that was running the seven-day Adventist church at the time, um, with a woman, I can't remember, Ellen White, is it? They all proclaimed that Jesus would return on this certain day, and guess what? He didn't. Because only the Father knows, not me, you, or anyone. Only the Father. Um, they reject Jesus as God. This is my favourite one. Okay, so, to reject Jesus as God is to reject the Father and the Spirit. Because basically the Father, the Spirit, and Jesus are one. Right? Three persons in one being. Right, so when the so-called Jehovah's Witnesses, they're rejecting Jesus, you're rejecting the Father, because the Father sent the Son to do the work of the Father. So when you reject Jesus being God, because he is God, and I can proclaim it left, right, and center with tons of scripture, you're rejecting the Father, so you're walking after Satan, you're going to go to hell. Simple as that. Okay, so John 1.1, 1, 1, John 2.19. John 6, verse 44, Jesus said, No one comes to me unless the Father sends them. Right. John 8, verse 58, the Pharisees questioned Jesus, Are you God? He says, Before Abraham was, I am. That's in Exodus 3, sorry, Exodus 3, verse 14. Right, that's God's name, I am. Um, John 14, 6. John 15, verse 18 to 19. Genesis 1, verse 26. Matthew 9, verse 4, Luke 10, verse 18, Revelations 14, verse 9, and John 18, verse 1 to 10. Jesus says, I am. God's name in Exodus 3, 14. Revelations 14, verse 9 is a really good one. A lot of people don't like this because the idea of being tormented in front of the holy angels and the Lamb of God, um, that's what's going to happen to people that are Christians or non-believers that have received the mark of the beast and worship this image you will be tormented. And it says the smoke of their torment ascends and ascends forever and ever and ever. So you are burning forever, guys. You are in the lake of fire, burning forever. As a believer or not, you have lived in sin, you have taken the mark of the beast, you worship his image, the smoke of your torment will ascend forever and ever and ever. The, the second death that talks about in Revelations 21, the second death, is you being eternally cut off from the Father. So you burn forever in hell. Because hell and all the people in hell get thrown into the lake of fire to burn forever. Horrible. And this is apparently not in their Watchtower book. I bet it is. But they're just that deceived they don't see it. So I've got news for you people that live in sin. People that say you follow Jesus but you're actually following Satan. This is where you're going. You're going to end up in the lake of fire for everlasting torment. Because you are wicked. You lie, you blaspheme, you fornicate, you're deceptive. Everything you can think about, the Bible talks about. Fornicators, idolaters, lawlessness. You people are going to hell. Number six, they believe we have been in the end since 1914 and theirs is the only branch of salvation. I mean, this is the what this one did make me laugh. That we've been in the end since 1914. Guys, we've been in the end for a long, long time, way before that. We are in the end times now, right? The end times are 
a period of time, but it's been longer than since 1914. And theirs is the only branch that offers salvation. I've put here, the only one that offers salvation is Jesus through his blood. John 6, 4, 4, John 15, John 3, 5, John 3, 16, 17. No one else, including a cult like Jehovah's Witnesses. It's only Jesus that offers that salvation. And when someone comes to Jesus, they're walking after Jesus. They're walking after him in the spirit through prayer and fasting, right? Speaking in tongues. That's the relationship that every Christian has. And unfortunately today in our modern world, pastors of churches and, you know, most churches are not pointing people to that direction. When I preach the gospel, I say, first of all, you don't listen. You can listen to me, but you don't answer to me. You follow Jesus one-on-one. -on -one. My job is to point you to Jesus. The pastor's job is to lead the flock as a shepherd to Jesus. It's God the Father, the Son, man, woman, children, in that order, right? And the high priest in the church, as in the body of Christ, is Jesus, not mankind, not a man. So, <clears throat> that's something I need to make you very clear about. They believe that their, 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 their cult is the only way through salvation. It's just laughable, it's absolutely pathetic. And laugh when it shows that they're clearly walking after Satan. Number seven, they don't celebrate birthdays or any holiday that's pagan in origin. This is correct, very good, but you would see that if you were reading the Bible anyway. However, we're not under law, I've put here, however, we're not under law and must not be legalistic. It's not, it's all about a relationship with God, and He does not mind us celebrating together as long as He is the center point of the celebration. So, for example, I was a 38. Two weeks, two week, three weekends ago. Wow, it's gone. July 10th. And this is, say, for example, a bunch of my brothers and sisters says, Steve, um, it's your birthday on Saturday. Why don't you come over? Let's have dinner. Let's celebrate your birthday. But honor Jesus. He is the center point. Let's praise him for the day that you were born to come into his ministry to work for him and honor him. Now, are these people going to go to hell? No, they're not. Right? These people love Jesus. And if your birthday is your birthday is entirely focused on Jesus, as in through fasting, through prayer, through worship. Praise the Lord, he's very happy about that, 100%. But it's when birthdays and pagan other pagan origins um, that are completely focused on the world, like Christmas. So Christmas is not Christian whatsoever. The Catholic Church, quite a few many years after Christ, incorporated their pagan traditions into Christianity. And people say that's okay. No, it's not. It's an abomination. Christmas comes from, um, it's uh, sort of like Norwegian, German um, origins. It's uh, it's very, uh, what's, what's, I can't think of the word, Nordic. And basically when you do the history on Christmas, you know, it was all started off by, I can't remember that guy, um, um, I, can't remember, uh, I can't remember his name. But when you look at the origins of it, the guy that actually gave money to these people that didn't have money and they these women had to do certain things or whatever right you can see the the genuineness of that act but why have you created a holiday that not only is it mixed up with fornication and adultery and murder and greed and gluttony because that's what christmas is all about when you think about it when i was a kid it was all about what i'm getting all the presents all the chocolate all the sweets me 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 I'll be honest with you, as a kid, I wasn't looking at Jesus. I thought, oh, it's cute, him in a manger. But that's it. It's a novelty play. It's not real. It's not about Jesus. If Jesus at Christmas time was a complete center point in every household, then it wouldn't be too bad. right? There was a guy called David Pawson. 
and he was a, a quite a well-known Bible teacher in the UK, had a big ministry just like Derek Prince. And David Pawson was at this church, I think it was in Brixton back in the 90s, and he was basically in this massive church, and this church had a massive tree in the middle of it. He was absolutely horrified. This massive Christmas tree in the middle of this church. And anyway, he ignored that and started to preach. And at the end, him and a bunch of brothers and sisters came together in prayer around this table. And they all prayed for a, a period of time. And they all asked God, what really upsets you, God, in the name of Jesus? What is it that really upsets you? And they all said, this one thing came to mind. They all heard the voice say, Christmas. And basically, the thing that upset the Father most at that time was Christmas. Because he's not the centre point. Jesus is not the focus. People say, oh, he is. No, he's not. No, he's not. You are. You and your greed and your gluttony. Me, me, me. I've met lots of Christians, so-called Christians, should I say, that are walking after Christ. And at Christmas time, they celebrate Christmas. They have a tree in their house, which is just a pagan tree. It's just disgusting. You're putting an idol inside your house. So imagine going back before Jesus. What did, you, what did the Father say in the Ten Commandments? Thou, thou shalt not have any idols or any car, carven, carven images. Why? Because it's an abomination. You should focus. When you look at the Ten Commandments, it's completely pointing you to focus on God in the Spirit. The whole Bible is spiritual. Ephesians 6, the armour of God is spiritual. So God is saying for you to completely focus on him in the spirit. But for some reason, I mean, Jesus must have been walking around banging his head against the wall because people weren't getting it. He actually said that to the apostles. What is wrong with you? Why don't you get this? It's right in front of you. The Bible is completely spiritual. I want you to draw close to me and the Father in the spirit. In the spirit, not in religious affairs. And this is what the problem is with mankind. That incorporates women as well as men, not just the men. Christmas is wicked. It's horrible. And I would have nothing to do with it. And every year so far, I've been praying and fasting on them days. I want nothing to do with it. And any Christian out there should have nothing to do with it. You could say, well, you're not to be legalistic. Yes, we're not to be legalistic. But here's a question for you. There was a video that David Pawson did called Christ and Christmas. Right? Google it. Christ and Christmas. Or I think it was called... Christ in Christmas or the truth about Christmas. You'll see it, David Pawson, and it's one of them two headings, right? Listen to what he says, and he gives you the history from the beginning to the end. And when you're faced, he says at the end, you're going to have to make a decision. When you're faced with that decision to make, that what you used to celebrate is not only part of gluttony and greed and selfishness, but fornication, murder, strife, adultery, the stuff that used to go on in this country was an abomination. And they incorporated our living God, your your Lord that you love so much and involved in that. No, thank you. No, it's just it's disgusting. Right, so number eight. They reject anyone giving blood or blood transfusions because it's unclean and anyone from entering the military service. Well, the first one is giving blood or blood transfusions. Well, once again, they're focusing on the flesh. These Jehovah's Witnesses, like most cults and religions, they focus on the external, the body. Well, that's what religion is. It's all about, and when Jesus said to the, 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 uh, the Pharisees, you're whitewashed tombs. So basically, the whitewash is on the outside. So like a house, it's whitewashed, it looks fantastic. So what he's saying is you look fantastic on the outside with all your big massive aprons and your jewels and your massive big golden staff and all of this stuff. But on the inside, you're a tomb. You're just condemned. 
you're done, you're finished. Because you are religious. And that's what he was getting at. And Jehovah's once again are focusing on the exterior. When you see them stand in the street with their little uniforms, a little tag and a little billboard. And it's all, we look fantastic, we're Christians, we love you. Uh, no, you don't. You're whitewashed tombs. You're just empty, you're dead. And everything I've mentioned previously, especially John 3, 5, Jesus is God. You're just walking after Satan. You're a religious cult that has no fruit whatsoever. And Jesus says you'll know them by their fruit. Um, so giving blood or blood transfusions if for example I knew someone had the same blood type as me even though I got a very rare one and they needed blood I'd give them my blood in a heartbeat why? because it's the exterior it's the flesh my flesh is going to die in three years from now and the Lord now this is the reason why I say that is because I asked the Lord in prayer one night where it wasn't prayer I actually demanded because I was really upset and I said Father I want to know when I'm coming home alright and I meant it in my dream that night, God's voice said to me, four years. That would be early 2025. Believe me or not, he did. I'm going home in about three and a half years. I can't wait. And I'm counting the days because I want to be by his side. So giving my blood, no problem with it whatsoever. Let's say, for example, I'm driving down the road. I have a car crash. Truck hits me, smashes me off the road. I know for a fact that God is with me all the time and he would make sure that wouldn't happen. Let's just say if it did. And... I'm bleeding to death, right? They saved me, but I need a blood transfusion for whatever reason. And maybe that's, I don't know why they use blood transfusion. I think it's because people are having problems with their blood or whatever. I will do it in a heartbeat. Remember, you're not under law. You're not saving the flesh. It's not the flesh that's being saved. But because of their whole belief pattern, they also believe as well that we will never leave this earth, that we are to save this earth, that we are going to do things in the future with this earth. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says that you know, especially when the rapture comes, they don't believe in that either. They believe that the rapture is not going to happen. It is at some point, but there's two things that have got to happen for us. A great falling away, um, and the man of perdition has got to stand in the temple. And then the Lord will return. So those who are in Christ um, will, will be raptured up, and it will happen at night time. A brother of mine who's a fantastic brother, he's a teacher in um, prophecy. You know, he explained to me about the parable that Jesus gave. In the, in, the, in the epistles, the apostles, the epistles, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but when he explained about how the, the groom comes at night time to get the bride, that's how Jesus is basically going to come and get us. And when it all fits together, because that's what Jesus was telling you, this is how it's going to happen. I will come for you at night time and I will rapture you. I will come to take you to my father's home. It's powerful stuff, man. When you see that, you know, my spirit was on fire. I was in tears. It was scrabble. This is what's going to happen to us. But they don't see that because they're deceived. Jehovah's Witnesses are not Christians. So also the last bit here, I mentioned as well, part of number eight. They reject anyone giving blood or transfusion because it's unclean. Where well, they get the unclean thing from? So they're going right back into the Jewish days before Jesus where, you know, no unclean thing will enter the kingdom of God or... You know, you had to be circumcised. And that, once again, they're missing the spiritual point of it. This is why Jesus had to come and deal with it once and for all. Because people were becoming so heavily burdened with the law, they were just missing the whole point of the Bible and the Scriptures. That it's a spiritual walk of the Lord, it's not a physical one. And also, anyone entering the military service, if God calls you to be a soldier, you'll go in. Because if you look at, um, I'm going to put, I'll mention here now, 
The Jews under Moses had armies and fought wars. That's clear in the books of Joshua, Judges and Kings. When you read jo sorry, Joshua, Judges and Kings, God had the Jews fighting people left, right and centre for territory and not to mix with certain people because they were Jews. They were picked as a separate nation from the world. Obviously, with, with Jesus in the New Testament, that changed. Jesus said, go into the world and proclaim the um, gospel to the nations. So now it's those who believe in the Son of God will have eternal life, John 3.16. Those people, Jew or Gentile, are the same family who believe in Jesus. So the book of Joshua, Kings, Judges and Kings, talk about the wars that the Jews fought. And on. And it's a personal choice if God leads you. Giving blood is not a problem as it's the flesh, not the spirit, which I've mentioned. But because JWs, like most cults and religions, operate via the flesh, which is what I mentioned, not the spirit. And everything in the holy scriptures is spiritual. Ephesians 6 is an example. Ephesians 6, the armor of God. We're fighting those with spiritual weapons. You can't fight them with physical weapons, can you, of the flesh? Right. Um, number nine. Only JWs will be saved at the end, and they don't ex accept there's a hell or a heaven. All right, here we go. I've written here, only those in Jesus will be saved, John 3.16, John 3.5, born again of water and spirit, and John 15, those who walk after Jesus and walk with him and bear much fruit, the Father will prune and add more, but those who don't walk after Jesus and don't add any fruit, the Father cuts off and throws into the fire. Hmm, I wonder what the fire represents, Jehovah, eh? If you don't believe in hell, go read John 15. And hell certainly does exist, as Jesus talks about it in these verses. Luke 16, verse 19 to 31. Mark 9, verse 43. Mark 9, verse 48. Matthew 13, verse 42. Matthew 25, verse 30. And Matthew 10, verse 28. Matthew 10, verse 28 is a good one. And I'll finish off with two more to go, I think. Just turn off with two more. Number 10. They don't accept man is the head of woman and male leadership. Interesting. Okay, so here's all the scripture for you. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3 to 12. Ephesians 5, verses 22 to 23. 1 Timothy 2, verses 9 to 15. 1 Timothy 3, verse 11. 1 Timothy 5, verses 9 to 14. Titus 2, verses 3 to 5. 1 Peter 3, verses 1 to 6. 1 Peter 3, verses 1 to 6. Man is the head of woman. So how can woman tell man what to do? And unfortunately in our society today, what I see, not just as non-believers, with the non-believers, but believers, woman is clearly leading the path. These men, I wouldn't want to be you in front of Christ when you're dead. I'll tell you now, you are commanded to lead. In the beginning, Eve was made from Adam. Not Adam from Eve. Eve was made from Adam's rib, which has got two very important, significant points. And one of them is the protection for man's heart, right, spiritually, and that she was made from man. And man was to show her, to lead her, to care for her, to love her. But he's in charge, not the woman. Read scriptures, Jehovah's Witnesses. You're so deceived, it's unbelievable. Number 11, I'm going to finish with here. They believe that death is of the physical and not of the soul. And we die, we cease to exist, death is opposed to life. The dead do not see or hear or think. 
and even one part of use sorry one part of us survives death of the human body we do not possess an immortal soul or spirit interesting genesis 1 28 god breathed a soul into them right so we have a soul genesis 2 verse 11 sorry genesis 2 verse 7 and matthew 10 verse 28 i've mentioned matthew 10 verse 28 already we do have a spirit it's very clear if you read the new testament it talks about all the time that we have a soul and we have a spirit a soul and a spirit same thing you know you look at different translations a soul and a spirit we have that and we when we leave when we leave this dying body the body goes back to the ground because it's corrupted and the spirit goes to the father it goes to heaven to jesus and we will face his judgment those who are in christ but those who are not in christ who are fallen from christ or non-believers they go to hell so i'm going to leave it there because uh, already on 33 minutes and i said i only want to do 30 minutes mate and it's just flown by the bottom line is this you answer to jesus you don't answer to jehovah's witnesses you don't answer to anyone else on this earth mormons anyone I'm going to be talking about the Mormons. I'm going to be talking about the Mormons at a later date as a cult as well because they are heavily deceived as much as JWs. JWs are not Christians. I've made that very clear. They're following Satan. The, the Watchtower Bible is handwritten by Satan. They're completely deceived. They produce zero fruit. They walk around being legalistic. And when I've met them one on one, they've all choked and basically couldn't wait to get away from me because I'm an evangelist. That's my calling, Ephesians 4.11. I have been called to evangelism and you have to be called to evangelism because the two key characteristics of an evangelist is being bold and direct. If you're not bold and direct and you're willing to stand there and tell them if you don't repent you're going to go to hell, looking at a Muslim in the face, Allah is a false god, a pagan god led by Satan. Are you prepared to do that? Because it might come to that. And I've been in many situations where I've actually said similar things to people. That your god that you worship, Buddha, Hindu, Allah, is pagan. It's false, it's fake, created by Satan. Obviously, I don't ram that down a throat initially, but what I'll say to them is that Jesus is the only way. He said it himself. He says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 3.16. Sorry, John 14.6. John 14.6. John 3.16 is, um, for those who believe in the Son of God will have eternal life. So for, the, for Jew or Gentile that believe in the Son of God, they will have eternal life. But John 14, 6 is, I am the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So, And then you explain to them why Jesus is so important. Why did God become flesh and walk amongst men and die on a cross? Why? Because it's he, God, from the old books of the Old Testament, God demanded a sacrifice for your sins. So Jesus was the Lamb of God. And it was the Lamb's blood that was put across the door frames of the Jews when they got led out of um, Israel into the Promised Land from the, the Egyptians. Right, Those who are cleansed by the blood, when the vaccine hit, God told me in prayer, don't worry about a thing, Steve, you are mine. The blood of Jesus has cleansed you, nothing's going to touch you. That's why I mentioned in one of my other podcasts that God's voice told me in a dream that those who belong to me will not take the vaccine. Because if you do belong to God, you will know, number one, that you belong to. Number two, you know not to take the vaccine because you don't need it. Why will you need it? Because you're cleansed by the blood, spiritually. And you're being taken care of. Your body 
while you're in this dying carcass, because all our bodies are dying because of a curse, you are being taken care of. You don't need to take a vaccine. Right? If you belong to God, you'll know that. And people ever say to me, so what you're saying is I'm going to hell. I'll say to you this, this, God told me, those who belong to me will not take the vaccine. Those who belong to me. It's very clear stuff. And if you belong to God and you are actually with him, you will know. And if you don't belong to him, you won't. It's as simple as that. So I really hope that today what I've said is going to help you. You Jehovah's Witnesses that are massively deceived. Um, and for those out there curious about Jehovah's Witnesses, they're not Christians. But what I do pray for in the name of Jesus is that the, the Jehovah's Witness gets a revelation from the Lord that they are wrong, that they hum, hum, humbly submit to Jesus, they repent of their sins, and they come to Jesus and become born again. Hallelujah. That's what I want for every single person in this world. No matter what you're involved in, if you repent of your sin and repent of what you've been part of, the occult, or a pagan tradition or whatever, God will forgive you. But you must repent and you must become born again of spirit, sorry, of water and spirit, as it says in John 3 5. When you look at the old translations from Greek into the modern English, the 1982 New King James Bible that I've got is powerful. I mean, Jesus is so direct. And then you've got my 2000 year New King James Version. Steve's Jesus is still direct, but he's not that direct. And you know, in my translation, my 1982, that's the year when they translated from the King James to the New King James. It says you must be born again of water and spirit, which makes sense. You must give yourself up to God. You must be baptized in water. Baptized in water, as you come up, the spirit they can enter you. We can't do it the other way around. So, brothers and sisters, I love you all, and I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, over this message that, Lord, people receive it with all their heart. They understand that Jehovah's Witnesses are not your children. They are children of Satan. They're not following you, Jesus. They denounce who you are. To denounce Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour and God, Ephesians 4, 5. There is one faith, one Lord, one God. Right? To denounce you, Jesus, is to denounce the Father and the Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name that Jehovah's Witnesses out there repent of their sins. That they come to you, Jesus, acknowledge you as King, Lord and Saviour, and answer only to you. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name for the lost out there as well. That they do the same. They come to you and honour you, Jesus, that you are the only one that has done it all. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. Love you all. Bye. Bye-bye.